0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
1: 7.36am, you are listening to The Morning Run. I'm Shazana Mokhtar with Philip C and Keith com In half an hour, we have the breakfast grill and we have a pretty apt guest for today, International Women's Day.
0: Super, super apt. We will be grilling Datuk Sri Azlina Datuk Othman, Minister in the Prime Minister's Department for Law and Institutional Reform. In conjunction with International Women's Day, we speak to one of the most powerful women in government and Shani will be grilling her on so many issues because the core issue we have in Malaysia is that women voters outnumber men. But they only command 15% of parliamentarians. That's a shocking number. So Showing asks that was Azalina her observations as to why this is the case and what can we do further more to encourage more female participation in politics and policy making. Of course, Shani has to ask her the question, How? She, what's her shot at running and winning the VP's nomination at Amno? I
1: think she's the only woman in the running for one of those top three posts um, out of seven candidates so far, if I understand correctly. Crowded field. It is a crowded field. and uh, Can she make her mark? Uh, we'll find out when we speak to her later on on The Breakfast Girl after the 8am News Bulletin. Moving on to our next discussion, this This morning brief is brought to you by BMW. Drive home the fully electric BMW iX from only three thousand nine hundred and ninety nine ringgit per month. Visit a BMW showroom or make a booking now at shop.bmw.com.my. In keeping with the theme of the day, we turn our attention to who we see becoming leaders in the business and economy and why this matters. It's not disputed that the pandemic has had unequal impact across gender in the labour market, with women's share of employment falling disproportionately creating what observers have called a she-session.
2: Data show that the global labour force participation rate for women is just over 50% compared to 80% for men while the share of women in middle and, in- and senior leadership positions continue to see little progress. This is occurring even though females typically achieve higher educational attainment than males. For example, in Malaysia at the tertiary level the gross enrollment rate for women was 47% compared to 33% for men.
1: So if education and skills levels are comparable, why do women continue to have fewer opportunities for career progression? And more importantly, what potential can be unlocked if we stop underutilizing women in the workforce? For some insights, we speak to Katrina L., Associate Director and Senior Economist at Moody's Analytics. Good morning, Katrina. So you issued a report recently about women's participation in senior and middle management positions. Talk to us about um, the kind of progress that we've been making making, has it been in the right direction?
3: So I think it's important to um, take a step back and realize that, I mean, limited and divergent progress has been made in elevating females in the workplace over the past decade. I mean, there's um, quite a significant spectrum of results. For instance, in some countries, progress has uh actually gone towards improving gender equality in the workplace, and that would be in the the United States, Germany, Singapore, Australia, whereas in other places um, like the UK, France and Turkey, unfortunately, there's actually been a reverse in um, female representation in those senior and middle management positions.
0: And so, Katrina, the global labour force participation rate for women is around 50% compared to 80% for men. That's a shocking number. Does that account for the gender gap in management positions?
3: So, that's a good question. And I think it, uh, the, the relatively low participation rate for women compared to men tells us that there's much more that can be done to actually encourage females into the workplace so that we can... in unlock increased economic prosperity and economic potential i mean this includes championing 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 flexible workplaces things like improving childcare availability normalizing parental leave being for both parents rather than just for the mother who tends to be the the uh, primary caregiver
2: Katrina, in your analysis, you also refuted the fact that skills mismatch is the reason behind the gender gap in management. Can you can you further elaborate on this?
3: So what the data is telling us is that women actually have similar or better educational attainment to men across a range of subjects and qualifications. So for instance, in most OECD countries and major emerging markets, the number of women aged between 25 to 64 with a master's degree is actually higher than that of their male can- counterparts. So really, it's not about women being being insufficiently educated. Instead, what seems to happen, unfortunately, is that women tend to peak at a lower point in their career compared to men of similar education abilities or even
1: less. So similar to what you've been talking about, Katrina, in Malaysia, as in many other parts of the world, women's achievement has surpassed men's in educational attainment. But the question is, why has that not translated into better representation of women in managerial positions?
3: Yeah, so that's a good question, and so I think the um, there's a number of of reasons for that. Uh, one of those uh, really important reasons is that um, the the gender gap in management really does point to the heavier burden of family responsibilities carried by women, as well as being women uh, actually being held to higher standards than men. And you know, shifting co- social norms is a is a lengthy and, and complex processes. Uh, complex process rather, but policies such as um, enforcing flexible working conditions and providing affordable childcare. Um, that includes things like paid maternity leave and also paternity leave as well. That really helps to, to drive change in the right direction. And This would be particularly beneficial for economies that, um, you know, emerging market economies, where what we found is that the economic potential that would be unlocked from improved gender equality is even higher than in developed nations.
0: So let's talk about outcome if we make the right decisions, try to move this number forward. From an economic perspective, what kind of impact can we see if we improve on gender parity in labour force participation and management?
3: So what we found is that if we were to close the the gender gap in the labour force participation and also the gender gap in management in OECD countries, uh, if we simulated that impact, we found that we could actually raise global economic activity by around 7% or if we're thinking about it in today's dollars, by actually 7 trillion US dollars, which is a significant uh, you know, expansion. So, basically, um, also, if we if we were to close the gaps in large emerging economies, so places like India, that would raise potential um, economic growth even further. And what is really driving this is that um, it stems from a rise in the number of people working and with more women joining the labour force and also um, you know, facilitating an increase in productivity, a greater share of women become employed in more productive um, managerial and professional roles as well.
2: So there seems to be a solution there, but what kind of policies or laws in place um, that could be effective in elevating females in the workplace?
3: Yeah, so what it, um, what we found is that one of the, the key policies to keep um, pushing forward and facilitating and helping to, um, you know, Change societal norms is about encouraging flexible workplaces. So it's really about allowing women to um, participate in the workplace um, to the same extent that men can, while also recognizing that um, women tend to be the primary caregivers. So they, um, and that's particularly the case in emerging market economies. So allowing them to um, have maternity leave and paid maternity leave as well, and also in um, helping. Drive, um, you know, policies that allow them to transition back to the workforce after taking time off for for caregiving as well. I think is an important policy that would go a, a long way in these emerging market
1: economies. Katrina, thanks very much for speaking with us. That was Katrina L, associate director and senior economist at Moody's Analytics. She co-authored a report titled "Close the Gender Gap to Unlock Productivity Gains."
2: Yeah, so uh, I mean, I I, I kind of need to bring bring this up because uh, what just showed up in my feed is that Spain has uh, just approved a draft law for gender quotas in business and politics, and the draft law requires political parties who feel an equal number to feel an equal number of male and female candidates during elections. Women currently make up forty three percent of Spain's Congress and forty percent in the Senate. PLCs public listed companies will also have until middle of next year to ensure corporate boards include at least 40% of women companies with 250 workers and fewer have until 2026 to do the same but here's the here's here's a catch you know if you if you force companies to have a certain number of uh representation in their board or or, or political parties to have a certain representation in their in their uh, parties it's it might bring up the issue of are you hiring because they are women or are you hiring because they are capable? Uh, I I bring this up because it it could end up being a crutch like our NEP has for the the last uh, 40, 50 years.
1: I think quotas are a very um, sensitive issue, uh, especially when you talk about legislating these quotas, right? Mm. Voluntary quotas people find a little bit more acceptable yeah. because they can uh, participate willingly or not. But these legi- when you start talking about legislating quotas, that's when people start to kind of raise their hands or raise their eyebrows. Um, but I do think that it it should. I, I personally think it sh- it can be considered as a as a method as a method if it is done. Um, with merit in mind?
0: I think that's where it's very important, right? You can't just look at it in isolation, this whole appointment of the quarter, When you look at the recruitment supply chain, are you also making sure that the pool of women available to apply for the job is there and so whether you even start thinking about the quotas at the recruitment side that you make sure that you know women are also already part of the consideration in the pool per se and in addition to that are your recruitment policies having any gender bias mm. I think that's quite a big part of the process as well whether the recruiter already has inbuilt biases I think that's why the reason why you have these quotas at the end right of the value chain because sometimes it's very hard to bring these deep-seated biases so how do you then force people to see, ah, but I have to meet this right to basically unlock that bias, I think. It's one of the biggest challenges So, but I agree, I think it's such a T- thorny topic that the easier things are things like, how do you make sure you start building the quarters right at the early part of recruitment?
1: That's a great point I think you make there, uh, Phil. Just looking at the whole pipeline and not focusing just at on one, one element, right? Yeah. And I, I do want to say that Katrina made so many points about just the uh, gender bias that women have to be the caretakers in the household, to be the ones taking care of the baby at home. This does have an impact and until we change those societal attitudes about the kinds of of them balance of burdens in a household, I I do think we're going to be, you know, talking about gender imbalance for a very long time. Um, But it is 7.47 a.m. We're going to continue our International Women's Day focus on strengthening and empowering women in society. This morning brief segment was made possible by BMW. Drive home the fully electric BMW iX from only 3,999 ringgit per month. Visit a BMW showroom or make a booking now at shop.bmw.com.my. Stay tuned to BFM 89.9.